Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is a jam-packed Tuesday show every which way. I hope everybody had a good weekend. It was nice to have uh, Monday the... Queer the head, queer the mind a little bit. You know, you got all these off days, might as well use them. I mean, it's not like we're going anywhere, for goodness sakes. And I come back and I see four NBA playoff games. I see the Yankees playing. I see the Mets playing. I see news throughout the National Football League. And that is when, at the very least for me, you feel some sense, as much as you can in this day and age. Uh, of normalcy. So I'm letting it, let it rip. And we're going to have double dips now for the foreseeable future. Gambling show from 6 to 6.30. Odds on sports and we'll fire it up for that. Then we come back through the overnight 1 to 5 and away we go. So now that we got that housekeeping out of the way, let's get to this Monday night of baseball. We'll do the NBA in a little bit. Do the NBA in a little bit. But let's start it off with the baseball first. My goodness, how bad are the Boston Red Sox? How bad are the Boston Red Sox? It's actually remarkable to think about the fact that Boston two years ago had this season for the ages where everything went right for Alex Cora, for Dave Dombrowski, from Steve Pierce to Nathan Ovaldi to not having answers in a bullpen using starting pitchers and they're doing the job to embarrassing the Yankees in August, to knocking the Yankees out of the postseason in the division series. And at the very least, you had to wonder when the Yankees lost to Boston in four and the Red Sox went on to win the 2018 World Series, if this was going to be a team that was kind of a thorn in your side. Was this going to be a team that, you know, was going to be your hurdle, your measuring stick, your obstacle in trying to get you and win a World Series? And basically the answer to that question has been a resounding no. Going back to last year and this year, it's just, it's embarrassing what the Red Sox putting out there. And I thought they were going to be a bad team. If you listen to our season preview show right before the start of the year, I loved, absolutely loved their under. At 30 and a half wins, which, listen, God willing, they play enough games. That'll be a ticket we are absolutely cashing because the Red Sox, listen to this, after losing 6-3 to three to the Yankees on Monday, they're 0-7 against the Yankees this year. Not only are they 0-7, they've been outscored 50-23 to 23 on the year. Listen to this nugget. Red Sox have lost 10 consecutive games against the Yankees. That is the longest streak in this storied historical rivalry. Longest losing streak for Boston since dropping 12 straight over the 52-53 seasons. 
You know what happened in 52, 53? Ted Williams was fighting the Korean War. So that should show you this level of dominance that all of a sudden flipped the minute the 2019 season started. Hats off to the Yankees. Because you know what? On Monday, they ran out a lineup that was basically the C-minus, D-plus Yankee lineup. But we'll get to those Yankee injuries in a minute. But with no Aaron Judge, with no Giancarlo Stanton, with no DJ LeMayu, they didn't have Urshela in there. They didn't have Mike Talkman or Brett Gardner in there. They basically gave you the C-minus, D-plus lineup, and they're still tearing the cover off the ball against Boston. Luke Voigt, hey, I give credit where credit is due. I wondered if Luke Voigt's success in 18 and in the first month or two of 2019 might have been a little fluky. Maybe pitchers were catching up to him. Maybe it was the injury. No, now I know it was clearly the injury that kind of sidelined him and slowed him down second half of last season because he's back to tearing a cover off the ball, giving you good at-bats. He gets two home runs. He did not get cheated. And he's been a force hitting the ball out of the ballpark for the Yankees. And it's amazing how some guys have this like weird quality about them that when everybody's not in the lineup, it seems like they feel like they got to do more and they step it up. I've noticed that with Luke Voigt. I've noticed that with Gary Sanchez. With guys going down in the lineup, for whatever the reason, it's like, wow, the team really needs me. I got to step up. I got to pull my weight. I got to do what we need to do in order to win. Voice at bats have been phenomenal. Aaron Hicks had a very productive game on Monday. Hit a miss over home run. Hit a double up the gap. They played Tyro Estrada. And it just goes to show you how deep and how talented the Yankees are from, you know, 1 through 35, 1 through 40 throughout the organization. Tyro Estrada is a guy... Folks, if you put him on another major league team, I guarantee you he would make the most of his opportunity because he can rake. Anytime I have seen him play in the major leagues, he hits the ball and he hits the ball hard. But when you're a part of the Yankee organization and shortstop is handled and second base is handled and Urshela is doing his thing at third and you got Voight, and Ford with this unbelievable first base mix. There's not a whole lot of opportunity. That's why a guy like Miguel Andujar has got to basically wait his turn. And Andujar, very much an adventure out in left field, has played a ball in Monday night's game. We'll get to Gleyber Torres and his subpar defense in a minute. But again, their lineup, even on a night when they're running the C-minus, D-plus lineup out there, can go and win a ball game. It tells you something about the Red Sox. They're a joke. But it also tells you something about the Yankees. And Christian Vasquez, who is a terrific player, I believe. He's clutch. He's gritty. He's been a guy that's kind of ascended in many ways for the Red Sox. Basically, had no answers for why the Red Sox have just basically rolled over the way they have the last two years, going 1-14 at the stadium since 18 and just being non-competitive the last two years, 19 and 20. But he brings up a fair point. 
Now, I wouldn't like hearing this if I were a Red Sox fan. But I think it's something the Yankees got to understand full well. Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman have got to understand full well in the fan base, for that matter. He's got to understand. Quote, they have no rings, and I have one. I love my ring. Now, if I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm like, look, 2018 was great. Winning a World Series every five years, it seems like, is great. But my team is a dumpster fire right now. I don't want to hear that from Christian Vasquez. But when it comes to his critique of the Yankees, it's true. You know, the Yankees can pound their chest, as they should, about beating and destroying and just embarrassing the Boston Red Sox the way that they have. But it's got to be validated at some point with a World Series championship. And I think everybody in that Yankee clubhouse understands that. They realize that. That's why they went out and gave Garrett Cole the money they gave him. See, Yankees going to win a World Series, then that comment from Vasquez goes by the boards. That's a comment he can't make. Right now, that's fair game still. It doesn't solve the, you know, embarrassing equation of 2020 that it is for the Boston Red Sox, who I can guarantee you are going to mail this season in every which way. They will be as checked out as it gets. You know, it's one thing when you have a young team in a season like this that's trying to grow for next year, that has a whole lot of young players that are fighting for jobs, opportunities. Red Sox got a bunch of veterans on that team. You got some guys on that team that won a championship two years ago. They're going to say, we got 30 games into this year. We stink. We can't beat Tampa. We can't beat the Yankees. Get me the hell out of here. Let's let this season just go by the boards. So I feel really good about that Red Sox season total under. For those of you keeping score at home. But the Yankee B squad, the junior varsity, whatever you want to call it, they keep humming, they keep churning right along. And this weekend was not ideal from a Yankee injury standpoint. You knew about Stanton a week prior, the injury down in Tampa. Of course, Aaron Judge finds his way onto the injured list, and Aaron Judge tells you he's 100%, that he's ready to give it a go. Well, if that's the case, then whenever his 10-day stint is up, he better be back with the team. But clearly the Yankees, where they're at, erring on a side of caution, but you can't escape the fact that Judge, as good a player as he can be, and as dominant as he has been, acknowledge this, that injury-prone label continues to be fair, justified, and in many ways reasonable. So he can't shake that. But the gut punch to me over the weekend was LeMayu. Because LeMayu last year played every game. We know how valuable he is. We know how clutch he is. We know what a different type of presence he gives that Yankee lineup. So I had a knot in my stomach when I heard about his injury on Saturday when I'm watching that live. And you knew it was awkward. He took like a weird swing, kind of grimaced a little bit. But I think for the Yankees, you got as good a news as you could have gotten with LeMayu. Two weeks. Going to miss some time. Same injury, basically, he had with Colorado in 18. He missed two, two and a half weeks. I'll take that. Because this Yankee team, despite the schedule they have coming up, we're going to see a whole lot of Tampa Bay Rays, and we know there is not a whole lot of love lost between the Yankees and the Rays. And I'm looking forward to these games. You got Tanaka and Blake Snell. Uh, You got Garrett Cole and Tyler Glass. Now, I mean, these are some big boy, intense, October-esque type of environments. But you won't be rolling the 
Death Star lineup out there. You're going to be rolling out that B-Squad lineup, but the good news is guys are stepping up. Clint Frazier, who has been waiting a long time for an opportunity, I think it's fair to say he's making the most of his opportunity. Luke Voigt is now, you know, counted on far more than he would have been with everybody in the lineup. He's doing his job. You're finally getting signs of life offensively from Gary Sanchez and Gleyber Torres. You're going to need that against Tampa. And the weird thing about the Yankees and the Rays that I have noticed, the Yankees never play well at Tropicana Field. I mean, just rarely they go down to Tropicana Field and play high-quality baseball. But when the Rays have come to Yankee Stadium, at least over the last three to four years, Tampa has not played well. You want to keep that home dominance going. And the Yankees have not lost a home series going all the way back to April 2019 against the Chicago White Sox. This is a team that's been churning win after win after win at that big ballpark in the Bronx. And, you know, I didn't think I'd have any feelings of deja vu because of just the unique nature and the just weird vibes you have throughout this baseball season. It's very different. I think we all understand that. We all know that. I'm enjoying every minute of it because it sure beats not having baseball, but I didn't think we'd have many of those deja vu feelings. Well, I've had one over the weekend because the Yankees, it feels like 2019 all over again. Guys going down left and right. Other players being asked to step up, contribute, and deliver, and team's not missing a beat. Will that continue to be the case as they take on the Tampa Bay Rays? I think it's a very simple key if they're going to find a way to take two out of three and play well against Tampa. We'll get into that. We will get to the Mets, who had a much-needed laugher against the Miami Marlins. After their nightmarish weekend against the Philadelphia Phillies, Mets need to start playing well. Because, as Yogi Berra once said, it gets late early. It has gotten late early for the New York Mets, who should be counting their lucky stars that, you know, the postseason has been expanded to eight teams, which very much keeps them alive. But we'll get to one guy who hopefully is coming out of it and another guy who has been much maligned since he's put on that Met uniform, reminding you of the player we saw many moons ago. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 